Yo, 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 we back, we back. It's your boy JT, known as Jonathan Tackett, and I'm back at it with his wife. <laughs> Where you're supposed to sing too. Have that same gift. You're better than that. Where I can't. Right, no, wait, I can't whoa. talk and sing. You're way better at it than me. Fun fact, though, if I could pick any type of like other life dream job, you know, like in a, another universe, alternate <laughs> universe, yeah. I would be a Broadway singer. You could do that so well because your voice is truly just a gift from the I Lord. I went through a season in life where I thought it'd be really fun, where me and my friends could all have a Broadway day, mm. where you had to sing everything you wanted to say. Mm. I was the only one that did it. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't there for that, to be honest. <laughs> wow. I was the only one that wanted it's to like do it. It's like high school musical in real life. I couldn't do it by life. myself. <laughs> I know. It's like Les Mis, the, the long oh, version. But like IRL. But in real life. Yeah. yeah that, in real life. Yep. See, I, I'm a fan of musicals, but I don't know if I love it that much, you know, or I could just live in a musical. I wouldn't want to live in it, but, you know, just to do it for one day, mm-hmm. I think you'd probably get pretty exhausted, but yeah, it'd be interesting to try. It'd be interesting to try that. So tomorrow, starting out. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be out tomorrow. See ya. Okay, so a few things really quick. Number one, it's been a while since it's been me and you, so I'm glad we're kind of back. It's been like three episodes ago since four episodes ago. I know. Wow. Hey, it's good to be back with you, babe. This Thank is you. fun. I hope it's, it's like great. It's a little date. So I just really... This is like date 14. I don't know what episode we're on. 12? I don't know what episode this is. Something like that. I think it's date 13. Throwback for the listeners who listen to one, two, and three. They know what I'm referring to. Well, um, <clears throat> just a preface with a few things happening in our life number one we've got eight puppies they're super cute so if you're looking for puppy or if you hear them on the podcast we apologize for that (laughs) but they're adorable they're playing their eyes are opening and they're just running around and it's absolutely adorable learning how to bark and growl and all the things thing number two this is not a sponsored post but if you're listening owners of yerba mate you can sponsor me i am drinking on some yerba mate tea during this episode and if you haven't heard of what yerba mate is First of all, it goes hard. It is some next level like brain juice from I think it's Peru, your um, Ecuador, some kind of South American country. I don't know exactly where it come from, but it's delicious. You have to drink it through a filtered straw. And so I'm in another dimension right now as I'm drinking this tea. So <laughs> glad to be here. Your mate, sponsor spot. me. Yes, that's all I have to say. Kirsten, what about you? What's going on in my life? Well, you're sipping on a Sonic I am cup. drinking on Sonic right now. I'm more chewing ice. So I'm going to try to chew the ice outside the mic so it doesn't come up over into our conversation. So if you hear a crunching noise. That's probably me. It's her with some <laughs> Sonic ice. I know. But Sonic ice is top tier ice. Like that's the kind of ice you really do want to crunch on. True. Mm-hmm. I think they've just become known as having the best ice too. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that. They have marketed it it to where it's like oh yeah sonic ice. everybody wants sonic ice it's like it's ice is ice but i was told not to eat it when i had braces but what's it do to your braces i don't know it's just something orthodontists tell you so if you're an orthodontist and you're listening to this text us because mm-hmm. i'm not sure i think it has something to do with your brackets like it can pop them off if you're not careful Interesting. but i still chewed ice when i, I had braces and my yeah. teeth were fine but well, Anyways, I'm drinking your mother through a straw and I can't drink a straw because my wisdom teeth pulled out. And so that is true. That, that did happen sockets. as well. <laughs> I pray to the Lord that I don't get dry sockets. We've had a busy past two or three weeks. So Indeed we have. It's been absolutely insane. K-Life wrapped up. So now I'm going into the summer. I'm going to grind. So if you need an alarm system as well, hit your boy up. I'll, <laughs> I'll lace you up. Take care of you. So getting into the topic, <laughs> I was trying to think of a way we could transition like we normally do mm-hmm. but it's kind of a heavy topic Uh-oh. but it's a good topic and i feel like it's one that everyone 
maybe internally struggles with at some point in their life mm-hmm. because as humans and with flesh there's this desire inside of us to not own responsibility and want to push off responsibility onto people or to experiences or to anything really other than ourselves where then it gives us an excuse for why we might behave the way we behave. So the topic today, Mm -hmm. I know I was trying to think of a good way to phrase it. Do you have a better way to phrase it? You got it. You're smart. Basically, I don't know how we're going to, we'll, we'll have a label by the time this comes out, (laughs) but basically what it looks like to not live as a victim. Mm. So, Kind of jumping into that topic. Living victory instead of being mm. a victim. No, that sounded bad. No, kind of though. Like victory living, over victim. Living in the victory mm. of Christ instead mm. of the victim mind. But see, I think the important part there is in Christ because if we really fully do believe the phrase in Christ and we believe that Christ died and rose again, then we get to fight every single battle from the victory when a lot of people, they fight the battle in the midst of it but it's like no 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 if you're in christ and it, he's predestined your life for every single day of your life in his book before you lived one of them and he conquered the grave and he defeated satan mm-hmm. then we get to fight the battle from the victory because we're fighting it with the power of christ not ourselves. because we're fighting it from the power of ourselves and we're white knuckling it number one we're never going to win because we are no match for sin it's in your own we, we are absolutely no match for sin that's why jesus had to come because if we if we could defeat sin then there would be no need for jesus so therefore we've got to realize that you're not enough and you, you're not capable but through Christ, you get to stand in victory because ultimately Genesis fifty twenty, you know, the good old fifty twenty rule. What man means for evil, God means for good. So God can use any situation to glorify himself. Mm-hmm. But that only comes in true surrender. So And with that, if you think back to second Corinthians five seventeen, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things, all things have become new. And so going with that, we want to claim our new creationhood in Christ, <laughs> and yet we still have flesh, right? And mm-hmm. there's still ways that we want to respond to different situations in our life, and it's easy to go, well, you don't understand because when I was younger, X. When I was in high school, this happened. Or when this I was is currently in, happening in my life exactly. right now. Exactly, and so we kind of blame it on our surroundings instead of owning the responsibility that, yes, these things have happened, or yes, this thing is happening, but I'm in Christ, and because I'm in Christ, I can respond and react to any situation as a new creation and not my old ways. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to preface before we jump in. I want to say, number one, I am not a counselor. I know the word, and I'm going to always point back towards the word of God. I know a lot of counselors, and I think counseling is a great thing only if they are using the word of God as the foundation. Mm-hmm. If the word of God is not the foundation of their counseling, I would say stay away from that because then you're going to worldly things to find healing and you can never find healing within the world. They're going to lead you further away from Christ because ultimately the world is not of like, the world is far, far away from the freedom of Christ Jesus. It tries Jesus. its best. Yeah. <laughs> it tries its best. And, and so if you're, if you go to Christian based counseling and these counselors who are going to use the word as their foundation, go to it. I think it's fantastic. It can truly change your life. And at the same point, if you've gone through some trauma and traumatic events, you, you need counseling because going back through to find healing takes revisiting your pain and your hurts. Mm-hmm. And so hear me when I say this, 
I am not saying listen to this podcast and your life's going to be better. What I'm saying is listen to this podcast, heed the advice, and also go to others because we are called to fight battles in community, mm-hmm. not by yourself. Because if you're by yourself or you're visiting this pain, well, I mean, Satan's seeking to devour the one who's all alone. And so if you're all alone trying to go through these things, you're going to lose. Find those who love you. Get that around that authentic accountability and that true community and then revisit it. Because as you go back to those hurts and that pain of your childhood, of your marriage, of things that have happened to you or things that you've done, whatever whatever this past thing that you, that you are now, you are filtering your life out of your pain from your past. Because oftentimes when you, whenever you experience trauma, you're, you, you mentally kind of stop right there. And so now you are living your life only being mentally developed from that moment of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so you filter everything you do in your daily life, in your relationships, in your marriage, in how you parent through the trauma that happened to you whenever you're 18 or 21 or 12 mm-hmm. or 30, whatever it may be. So I'm saying get people around you to link arms because whenever you go back and re- revisit that pain and that trauma, it's going to hurt. And if you go that alone, you're going you're gonna to fall to that. And it can defeat you. But when you have others around you pursuing you with truth of the scriptures, you're going to find healing through Christ. So there's my preface. Long disclaimer. (laughs) Very long. I'm not a counselor, but I'm going to point you to the word of God with truth that I hope is coming from the Holy Spirit within me. And with that too, go to others, don't blame others. Mm -hmm. Go to others for accountability. Go to others for help. Because oftentimes, I don't know many people that are naturally good um oh I can't think of the right word I think we automatically all tend to suppress instead of um process so Mm. I don't think there's many people who are naturally gifted at the gift of processing if that makes sense we normally tend to suppress because processing takes work Mm -hmm. it takes like you said it takes some battle you have to battle through processing hard things that happen hard things that you struggle with and so it's easier to suppress it for a later time Mm -hmm. and so i do believe that like you said counseling is very effective it's very helpful it's one of the reasons why that's my degree i'm going to graduate in a couple of months with my degree in counseling in psychology because i i see the need and that's my heart and so i think counseling and therapy is so helpful but if we're going to just be affirmed in our bitterness mm. or in our hurt, then you're going for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You have to go with a moldable heart, ready to hear the hard things, ready to own any responsibility you might have. Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether you're responsible for something traumatic happening to you or not, you're responsible for how you respond to it. And what I mean by that, I can think of someone, one of my good friends from camp, who she had the worst, most traumatic experience happen to her when she was like eight or nine years old. Worst thing ever. And then it was repeated to her again several years later. And so I think of her and how she's living in freedom. And while she had nothing to do with that very evil, traumatic thing that happened to her, she responded in love and with Christ. She could have held on to bitterness towards this person for what they did to her because it was horrible. But yet the way she views it, the way she responds to it, that's where she has that level of accountability, if that makes sense. So you may not be responsible for what happens to you, but you're responsible for how you respond to it Mm -hmm. and the feelings you hold on to it. 
and the anger or bitterness you might hold towards someone or something that wronged you where like you said there's evil out in the world and horrible things happen to good people and I think that's the reason a lot of people sometimes struggle with the idea of Christ because they see bad things happen to quote unquote good people. And so there is that responsibility of owning how we respond to a situation. And I think there's a part of that too with saying that is when people who are easily offended and take up offense and grab onto it and say, but all these things happen to me and then just pile on this hurt. And so now they are choosing to walk with added weight and bondage in their life and you're like no people gave it to me okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i hear that that is accurate and i want to sit there and sympathize with you but what i'm not going to do is sit here and call you and say what this let's hold on let's yeah you're right you are right in your offense because and i want to be very careful in the way i say this because it could be taken the wrong way and i hope that you'll know my heart and knowing that Oftentimes we take up these offenses because we forget how much Christ has forgiven on our behalf. And man, like I got to remember the exact story here in what it is. I think it's in Corinthians. I'll Google it here in a second. After I say this, I'll go back and tell you what the reference Fact is. Check yourself. Fact check myself. <laughs> is God says, if you've got a grievance with a brother, lay down your gifts at the altar and then go 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 fix that and then come back and worship me it's like the altar was the way of worship back then and so god is over here saying don't worship me is if you're holding bitterness towards somebody else go fix that and then come back and give me your gift present your gift to me and so god takes god takes forgiving one another so serious where he's saying i don't even want you to worship me if you're holding bitterness towards somebody if you are in the midst of strife with somebody don't come because your heart is not in a position that is remembering what Christ has forgiven you of mm-hmm. because of what you did. God had to put his son on the cross. Okay. That person wronged you. Yes, he did. Yes, she did. 100% you, you were wronged by them. And I'm not trying to say you weren't, but what I am saying is God, God, God forgave you of so much more mm-hmm. to the point where he had to let his son die for you to be forgiven. So who are we to hold anger towards somebody and refuse to forgive them and let go of it? Now, after forgiveness and letting go, there are still wounds that takes time to heal. But you've got to consistently remind yourself that, you're, that you've forgiven them and that you're forgiving them, that you have the ability to pray for that other person because that's the true sign of a heart that's full of forgiveness is the ability to pray for somebody else that has wronged you and then in the midst of all that and still finding healing is going to be replacing those lies with truth because whenever you're wounded you often pick up a whole lot of lies that come with that wound and instead of just cutting the fruit down dig up to the root pull it out and now fill that hole back up with truth of yourself because of the lies that you believed from the wounds of the enemy now that you've forgiven them and let go the enemy no longer has a hold or a foothold in your heart you got to replace it with the truths of the scriptures and number one that you can replace with is god's forgiven you of so much more who are we to hold bitterness god is saying come to worship me but don't worship me if you have a bitter heart towards someone else i'm going to google where that's found and here's some takeover (laughs) camping out on what you just said where you said you have to pull out the root and fill it with the truth and that is true because oftentimes when there's space when there's a void we naturally fill it with something and so it's good to pull out something that's causing you harm whether it's mentally physically whatever but what are you going to replace it with because it will naturally replace it's like when you're decluttering your house 
and you clean out a whole section in the that closet that everyone has that everyone throws things in and you get rid of it finally it's going to get filled with something else if you don't place inside of it what you're desiring it to hold and so with that anything that you have in life I think about things from your past I think things from my past that hurt us that formed us in well I won't say formed us but um, had effect on us in shaping us into who we are today as humans mm-hmm there was de-rooting that had to take place in both of our lives and we experienced some of it together it played an aspect in our relationship when we were dating there was some hurt that we both had to walk through Mm -hmm. and it affected our relationship because you didn't take the time to process it when you were younger i didn't take the time to process it in my early 20s and so then it came out and appeared years down the road in our relationship now affecting more people because personally I didn't take the time to fully process everything that I needed to process at the time and vice versa and so what are you pulling out and not replacing with the word of truth mm-hmm. now so Matthew five twenty four was the reference I don't know why I said Corinthians I mean Jesus was telling this so you're probably thinking of communion right? no, something like that so it says leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and be reconciled to them then come and offer your gift so hey it, it, go forgive them get reconciled get your heart right in a position to praise the lord and you you can't praise you can't praise the lord with a pure heart if you're holding bitterness and anger towards someone for what they did to you even though the world might justify it but at the same time the world says follow your heart and if you follow your heart you're gonna hate your life because the heart is deceitful above all else mm-hmm. it's not gonna get you anywhere good real quick you know and you may not have the opportunity to go back to that person and look them in the face and say, hey, I forgive oh, you. Oh, yeah, you don't have to. A yeah. lot of times that doesn't happen. It happens in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it might happen and you might have that opportunity, which if you have that opportunity, take it because not many people have the opportunity to look at the offender in the eye and say, hey, I forgive you. And, and to reflect that, that power of Christ. Like True. that might do something crazy in their life to where you can, you can start a move of God mm-hmm. in their family and in their life, which is just awesome opportunity for you. And Corey Ten Moon said it once, the best were... Bitterness is like swallowing poison, expecting the other to die. And it's true. It's true. And she had multiple reasons to harbor offenses, to harbor hurt, because she literally watched her sister get killed by someone else in a concentration camp. And so if anyone had a good excuse to have trauma affect their life and to be transformed by that and let it impact how she continued to live her life after the war, it was Corey Ten Boone. And yet she lived and walked out such a life of forgiveness and grace towards others because she experienced the love of Christ. And that's what her life reflected. She's like, I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind because of the power of Jesus Christ that I can there go and forgive others who wronged and harmed and and killed my family. And Mm -hmm. so you try to remember that. Now it's easier said than done because once again, we can all be affirmed in ways that we've been hurt by others or how we've been affected by trauma, you know, which I I hate even using that life because once again, I believe all trauma is minimal in comparison to the power of christ oh yeah trauma is trauma but when you compare it to the power of christ you see how it's just it's it diminishes so here's what i want i want to kind of camp on for a quick second because okay forgiveness that's key great that's step number one but now how do you still find freedom post forgiveness because even after you forgive you still have an open wound just on your chest 
and you know band-aids don't fix bullet holes so if if we, if we over here got a big old fat bullet hole i forgive i've forgiven them well just because you have that forgiveness doesn't automatically mean well now my wounds healed i'm good to go no because you still gotta walk through that and i love the story in exodus of the israelites being held captive in slavery for 400 years that story and i'm also going to camp on the story of jacob here in a minute not jacob i'm sorry joseph in a second as well so in in exodus you have these israelites that are held captive for 400 years through the power of god using moses they're now brought out of their captivity now they are in the desert for 40 years that's crazy so What's what's really wild about that time though was they were pulled out of their of their abuse, they were pulled out of their their hard times, their trauma. <laughs> no, because now they're walking through the trauma of their abuse in the desert. So they're they're pulled out of what was traumatizing them, what was abusing them, and now they're in the desert walking through the trauma. Because why? Because they're going to the promised land, and and God pulled them out of Egypt. Egypt was still inside of them, and he didn't want them to bring that into the promised land. So God wasn't God wasn't going to let them go into here until they've walked through what had happened to them there, until they walked through true forgiveness and true surrender and not having any desire to go back. Because even though they were in the desert, like, man, they had leeks, they had meat to eat, they gave me onions, they gave me all these things, I just want to go back. Because they forgot the goodness of God and what they were pulled out of so number one whenever coming to christ and walking through trauma and your pain and your hurt number one don't forget that that was all through the power of god that was not that was not your doing through the power of god and god only are you able to get pulled out of sin and situations that are of this world so be reminded of the power of god and then two in the midst of that transitioning season where hey you're no longer where you were Yet you're not where you want to be because where you want to be is completely free mm-hmm. where your past no longer affects you. That's what you want. Now you're in that mess of the middle. Nobody likes the middle. The middle really kind of stinks mm-hmm. straight up. So then what's it look like in the middle, in the desert, to find that complete healing and freedom so you can walk into the promised land? Because you're not going to get into that promised land where you want to be until you've worked out Egypt out of you. Mm-hmm. So I'll speak into that. With my past and some things I went through. I mentioned in our first episode, but um, when I struggled with my eating disorders and it got super, super bad, and then it finally came that moment of change where I accepted something needs to change, automatically there's that desire to just jump into healing, right? And just be free from all the struggles that I struggled with. But yet it was a good year and a half process of where I finally surrendered to change and then had to walk through that process before I experienced actual healing. And so, like you said, that middle portion is so hard because it takes a constant showing up. It takes a constant surrendering the lies. It takes a constant forgiving. It takes, for me, there's mainly just myself involved. I didn't have to necessarily show up and forgive someone every single day and make that make that mindset of going, I'm not going to hold on to grudges. I'm not going to hold on to bitterness. It was just more so like, I'm not going to believe the lies that I'm not good enough. I'm not going to believe the lies that X, Y, and Z. And so it took constant, it's a battle. And I tell people that who have talked to me about, Hey, here's where I am. This is where I want to be. You experienced this. What did you do? It's not a easy one, two, three step process. Mm -hmm. It takes showing up constantly over and over again. And I'll be honest, even too now being pregnant, there's that 
temptation to slip back into old habits and to believe old lies and to let the devil have a foothold in my mindset in the in the things I believe. And so it still takes constant battling and not relying on my own strength, but relying on the Lord's strength. Mm-hmm. So with that, in that Lord's strength, while they were in the desert, they were fed by manna that came daily. And it came daily and they had to go out and get it. It wasn't just boom, popped in their lap. There's your manna for the day. There's what you're going to use to get through this day in the desert while you're hungry. No, they had to go out and they had to gather the manna that was there new every morning. So my first my first step is while you're in the desert and you're struggling through getting, getting that trauma and getting that hurt out of you, is number one, you go through the only thing that can heal you and fulfill you. And that's, that, that's the power of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that takes an effort though. It's not just boom, well, been praying and people have been praying for me something be good can that happen yes because god's awesome but it takes effort on your part to daily get in the word intentionally not just let me go read a couple of verses and call it yeah. and call it quits but intentional studying because the word is a double-edged sword that's going to cut through the bone and the marrow to get you more like christ that's sanctification through the power of the holy spirit you can become more like christ and that's where you find healing and find true forgiveness and find love because if god is love and you're filling yourself with god then you're becoming love and if you're becoming love that hurt and that pain that others cause you will no longer affect you because you've forgiven them because you're so much full of Christ and love that that no longer has an effect on you because you have fully found in freedom through the power of Christ Jesus only through getting in the word and filling yourself up with him daily. Now we go to Joseph. Joseph was beaten, neglected by his brothers. Talk about trauma. And then not only, only that, he was lied about to, by the Pharaoh's wife said that he was trying to be a dirty boy, but he wasn't. <laughs> she was the dirty girl. And then he was enslaved. And then through all that, I mean, he's got a lot of reasons to be bitter and angry, hate his brothers, and let that affect him. But your ad reflects your altitude, and it's all about perspective. Your perspective is you are becoming so self-centered and focused, and so you're becoming selfish. And our life as Christians is not about you. It's not about me. It's all about God. And so it's whenever you go through this hurt and this trauma, you got to work on flipping your perspective. Because if your perspective is very self-centered and focused, then it's going to be bad. It's all about what you magnify. And you hold a magnifying glass over your hurt and your pain and your past. Mm. Yeah, your life's going to be terrible absolutely terrible but you got to flip that perspective put your eyes on christ because all about okay god you've got me here what are you doing what are you teaching me what are you showing me what is your plan it's not why god why did you let me get hurt why did you let this happen to me okay god what are you doing to this what's the way you're going to redeem me because god is the god of redemption and he's the god of glory so he's going to use any situation to glorify himself and that's what he did through joseph and through that he rose him up to be the second the second hand man next to king and i'm like dude and then he was over yeah. all that and then he had a chance to fully forgive his brothers and he took it <laughs> yeah. he took that chance to forgive them and he found freedom and god was glorified through all that because a man means evil god means for good i know it's hard to see it because that hurt was really painful but man and if you go to counseling, don't go to counseling every single week expecting to become healed. It is it, it is a process. You and you talk through it and you walk it out. Don't just talk about it, be about it. And there's, it takes time. There's heart work. Mm-hmm. It's not homework. There's heart work yeah, that has true to take place. Heart work. And you should go into counseling with a plan to stop getting counseling. It is a hey, I'm gonna go here intentionally for the next ten months once a week. And I know, and that's maybe a little bit too long. I don't know. But don't just go to counseling every single day just to kind of get affirmed affirmed, and talk it out. Go getting ready to work. It's like when I was a personal trainer, 
I wanted to get a client and then hopefully not have them much longer. It's a short-term thing because if that person isn't getting the results they want, then I suck at my job. When I was a coach, personal trainer, I was training them with the intentions of any year, they no longer need me. Mm-hmm. And I will need to pick up a new client because now they're on their own. I've taught them how to work out properly and I've gotten them to where they want to be, to where they are no longer needing my services. And so for the counselors out there, man, the person is coming to you. You, your, your heart and your hope, and the person who's going to counseling, your heart and hope should be that I no longer need this in a year's time because I've worked through it and I've been, I've been given the adequate tools to walk this out in my daily life. And so we're gonna wrap this up with this last thought. I think of two verses, and I think of Romans twelve one through two, or actually just two really. But it says, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed." Keyword here by the transfor or the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm through Christ Jesus. So all these things are great, but if you're not doing it through the power of Christ, and as it says, renewing your mind, because at the very end here, it says testing, so you may discern what's the will of God, what's good and acceptable and perfect. Hard things are going to happen. Hard things might have already happened to you. So it doesn't come through your own strength and your own power. Say, I'm going to do this because Jesus says I can, you know, Philippians 4.13. <laughs> you're going to do this because Christ is transforming and renewing your mind through him. Mm-hmm. And in Philippians 1, 6, it says, hey, be confident in this, that he who began a good work in you mm-hmm. will finish it. He He's going to complete it. And so that process may be hard, but when you choose to live this victim mindset, like you said, you're just choosing to be affirmed in your flesh and in your feelings. And even though your feelings are real, we've talked about this, and they're not real reliable. So it's okay to feel those hurts and those pains, Instead of suppressing it, you need to process it. And surrender it. And surrender surrender it. it. Because ultimately, you are walking by your flesh. And you're not living in the freedom that Christ presents to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. God is a good God. Surrender is difficult because we have that pride of, I'll get through it. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. But that's not the life of a Christian. The life of a Christian is not about what you can do. It's about what God's already done and then surrendering to that plan. My dad's favorite TV show line comes from Bob Newhart, who's a psychiatrist. And someone comes to him for advice and like, how do I stop? Blah, 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 blah. And he goes, easy, just stop. And that was his, and it sounds so funny. You're like, come on. But really at the end of the day, surrender it to Christ and let go of it. Because so often we try to surrender it and then pick it back up, surrender it and then pick it back up, surrender it and just and stop it, it cast all your cares and your anxieties upon him because and he casting, cares for you exactly because he cares for you been casting is not like a let me drop it at our feet at his feet because that's a lot of us me, me that's too, a drop is, is i drop at his feet so whenever god doesn't do with it what i want him to do with it, i pick it back up but no casting is like fishing man you are getting that far so far out there and so deep where you have no capability to pick it back up it's lost it's long gone and that's what we're called to cast it so far, so deep in the love of Christ Jesus that we can no longer pick it up if we even tried. We couldn't we find no it. We find it if we even tried. But so often we're like, here, I'll cast it and bloop, right there at the feet. So whenever God doesn't do what you want him to do, you can pick it back and be like, dang it, God, I trusted you. And this is why I don't trust you because I trusted you. And this is what you did with it. No, that's not my plan. And it's like, wow, how selfish are you? Hmm. Wow, how nearsighted are you being right now? Because again, it's not about your plans, it's about God's plan and his glory, not your glory. So surrender to that. So with that, I got to (laughs) go. Hopefully (laughs) it doesn't step on people's toes. But if it does, we all need to hear it. We all need to be reminded of it because all of us in our flesh fall to this, this ploy of the devil. And so really, like you said, cast it, surrender it, and don't pick it back up. Don't play the victim. Own your responsibility. Own Mm -hmm. how you respond. 
and surrender the rest to the Lord and let him renew you and transform your mind through his power and his power alone. Come on. Also, buy your mate tea. That is all. I'll see you next week.